I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Good afternoon to you and yours. This is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff McGuire in for Choice Woodman who is traveling with the Friendship Tigers girls basketball team as they are on the road for the first round of the playoffs, which is a game you'll hear at 3.30 over on Double T, 97.3, giving Tech Talk a nice middle-of-the-show break. I hope they do enjoy that today. Sitting alongside the one and only Chris Sneed. Hey, yo, Sneeder. How you doing? What's up? What you do? That's all you got? Just what's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. Okay. I've been putting my office back together. Got new flooring yesterday. Ooh. That is never as much fun as people think it is. And people don't think it's just a whole lot of fun. Oh, the new flooring is great. Yeah, the new floor is great. But the getting everything moved out, getting everything moved back in, getting everything put away. If if you've ever been to my office, you know that was not just a... That's not a, a simple procedure. <laughs> it's easier to move from uh, 98th and University to 6th and Avenue L. There is some truth to that. <laughs> and, and keep in mind, I've got a, took a year. mini museum in my office, and that was... Uh, difficult everything doesn't always fit the way it it did before and you figure it should (laughs) like you figure it should you know i did i moved one thing i made i moved one thing that equivalented uh, was equivalented um that that translated i know what you mean that translated into two feet two feet of space being utilized in a different manner threw my whole office off Oh man! Yeah, my whole office is a is a blank show right now. You need to when you get it done, get a picture, and then bring it to the the show one day so we can see the updated office. Oh, it's it's a scene. I'm sure it's a scene right now. I'm sure yeah. it looks like a disaster area. Right I actually now. doesn't look a total disaster. It's just, uh, I mean, I got a few things. My desk is a disaster right now, which for a guy like me who is a you know, clean desk. You are a clean desk and simple person yeah. when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And right now there is stuff everywhere on my desk and that makes me nervous. Sitting uh, behind the glass and sliding slides for us is the one and only Clint Scott. How are you doing today, sir? Not bad. Wow. Not bad. So good day for you overall? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. uh, two days ago the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and nothing will bring me down. <laughs> you know where I'm going to be tomorrow? You're going to be in the air. Are you going to try to go to the parade? What time is the parade? I think it starts at 11. I land at 9.56. So if you hustle oh, wow. and bustle, you yeah. might have to elbow your way through uh, probably some crowds. Yeah, He's an official. He knows how to do that. He knows how to break up people and get to where he needs to go. I have faith in you. What are you doing in Kansas City? Um, little Hall of Fame induction. A little Hall of Fame induction. Can we get a sneak peek? Yeah, I mean, Alex Gordon's going into the College Baseball Hall of Fame. Is that it? Uh, Pat Casey, Mike Matheny, uh, Russell Martin, C.J. Mitchell. Nice. Good cast of characters there. Yeah, good class. Tommy Thompson, Tony Thompson, excuse me. Not the former friendship baseball coach, Tony Thompson. No, that's a different guy. Different guy here. Well, good deal. So, uh, quick early takeaways from last night's 29-point win, the second time you've done that, over the Kansas Jayhawks. I uh, I was I uh, had high school basketball at Monday, Texas, so I got in the car half, at halftime. I guess 39-28 is that the halftime score? 37-29, something like that. 28. Um, regardless, they're up by nine. Do the math. And I was like, dang, all right. And then I guess Kansas came out and, and hit a three to make it 37-30. Mm-hmm. And Tech proceeded to start hind kicking them. <laughs> and I was like, and uh, um, <clears throat> Darian Williams uh, um, just, don't wake the man up, man. 
wherever he's at, don't wake him up. No, not at all. <laughs> Let them in. Twelve. Whatever he did, yeah. whatever he did for the before the game, whatever his pregame routine was, whatever he had for breakfast, lunch, and dinner that day, yeah. it is the same this yeah. point forward. And then, and then uh, Bill Self was whining. I noticed there were a lot less KU fans in the house from what I could see. There are a lot less KU fans in the house than there used to be. I well, would agree with that it, 100%. It, it used to be, depending on how far back you want to go, used to be. No, this is all you, you had the Western <clears throat> Kansas, the Dodge City, Garden City, uh, you know, the, uh, the Sunflower, you know, Tulane Highway alumni out there. Yeah. Were, uh, were, were coming down here because they could get tickets easier in Lubbock than they could in in uh, Lawrence, and so it was it was probably closer from Garden City to Larryville than it is to uh, uh, to Lubbock. So I think they probably said we'll make the drive down to Lubbock. We could score some good seats because you know those hayseeds don't come to their own basketball games, and they were right. We didn't. But now they're like, hey, you. Freaking sunflower waving bumpkins! You guys can can uh, can watch it on ESPN like the rest of the world because we are taking those seats now. And I noticed that they didn't even fill up their section behind. Oh really? Mm-mm. There was considerable empty seats behind the KU. I guess bench. I didn't notice. Yeah, I, it looked like they had less than. I mean, in their section, which is about oh probably 35. 30, 35, Yeah, yeah there was much. probably about fifteen or twenty in there. Considerable empty seats in their section. Huh. I wonder if the late flight had something to do with that for them getting home yeah. with a travel party. You know what? I don't care. Not your problem. I ho- I hope that they've looked at that and said, yeah, we don't usually win there anymore. So Because that was basically the old days. They'd come down here. We'll get a win. We could see our team. And, you know, they would they would do the same. They'd go to they'd go to Nebraska back in the old oh, sure. 12 days. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And games. You know, we'll go out to Colorado and we'll catch that game. Can't do that no more, can you? Uh, a question has come in off the Yates Flooring Center chat line that we may get to coming up next. Uh, but I'm going to preview this question. Is it, is it a question for the, the show? Is it a question for me? It's a question for you regarding the Hall of Fame. Okay. I will I will ask this. Like I ask my kids and my, my employees when they say, hey, can I ask you a question? And I'll go, you just gonna did. Make, this is going to make me mad. I don't know if this is going to make you mad or not, which is why I was going to bring it up during the break. But I want to acknowledge that we got this question about the Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. and that if you don't want to address it, I understand. And if you do want to address it, I will give you that opportunity. I don't I don't think it's going to make you mad. We've had this question with Gus. Oh, you have quite a bit. Yeah, just. Oh, okay. Um, Well, then if I'm getting the green light from, you know, Kansas guy over there. Uh, Thought the Hall of Fame was in Lubbock. What did I miss? I was. And it was until 2017, and uh, we made a decision that uh, it wasn't going to be – we weren't able to continue to pursue it here in Lubbock. And, um, I mean, there are a lot of factors that, that, that played into it. Um, I mean, the uh, the facility and the, and the space that we had been given was uh, was no longer going to be an option for us. We uh, – so we uh, we put it out to RFP, and we had uh, several cities express interest to us. And after uh, an exhaustive uh, search, Overland Park, Kansas, was a clear clear leader, even over Omaha, Nebraska. Um, and I mean, it's you know, yeah, we 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 fully betted. Uh, I think in all, I think we fully betted four cities on a serious level. And but uh, you're not moving. I am not moving to okay. Ohio, and neither is Mike Gustafson. Well, that's good because you guys have both the shows to do today. Yeah, but so. I mean, that's yeah that that question. I mean, that's that's a that's a fair question. And if you have if you've got an hour, if you have two and a half hours left in the show, I can explain to you why we went to Oakland Park, Kansas. <laughs> Dude, I got all the time in the world for you. Well, I'm you only going to be this. here for uh, for uh, 41 more minutes. So it's the uh, bottom line on 100.7 the score, 107 the score dot com. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Rolling through your lunch hour on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and 100.7 The Score mobile app. 
Jeff in for choice, sitting alongside Chris Need and uh, the one and only Clint Scott. Slide and slide, push the buttons for us. Behind the glass, taking care of us. Get your thoughts in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at 107thescore.com. Uh, or you can log on to 107thescore.com on the, or on the mobile app and post it there as I completely just botch all of that intro because, you know, it's a day, but it's the day after Tech beat Kansas by 29. So I think uh, I'm allowed to be a little never, excited. Never get used to hearing that. That never gets old. Well, it's not like it's happened a ton either. Yeah, it happened last time we went to the final 2019. Well, yeah, tw- 2019. I mean, well, it feels like 20 I might want to start connecting some dots. Uh, no dots. No dots unless we're talking pretzels. Those are great pretzels. By Those the are way. awesome pretzels. No dots. Uh, T-Money 806, too bad you didn't bet the place in uh, CB Hall of Fame in uh, Saskatchewan? Saskatoon. Saskatoon? Where's Saskatoon? Canada, I believe. Uh, uh, Why would I want to put put that in Canada? Much better location in my opinion. Saskatoon, Canada? Saskatoon. I don't know. I'm just reading off the the chat line. Well, I would... Was that Red Raider two guns? Uh, T money eight oh six. T money eight oh six. Hey man, I need you to elaborate on that. <laughs> I'm gonna look up Saskatoon, and I'm I'm assuming there's some there's some uh, some satire in there, but I'm gonna but I would love to know why Saskatoon would be great for the College Hall of Fame. Uh, Bullfighter, I think I'm gonna have some fried blue chicken today for lunch. Mm. It is currently twenty degrees in Saskatoon. Uh, well, I guess it's 53 now. Wow. Man, it's warmed up significantly today yeah, than it was this morning. I have 62, and I got a baseball scrimmage today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, lots of overalls uh, used to be at the USA for Kansas games uh, when all of the Kansas f- fans were coming in. Yeah. I'm just reading the chat line for you. I'm, I, I don't read the chat line. I just said I know. I'm reading yeah. it to you. Uh, the hill people used to come in and flood into town with the Jayhawks off the chat off the chat line. Yeah, this I mean there's some slack jawed yokels that would show up from western Kansas, man. No offense to Western Kansas, but I, I, I would venture to guess that Western Kansas group was a very mixed bag yeah. of like there was a lot of the, I mean, these guys would come in and, and you know, these well, I don't wanna I don't wanna denigrate a whole you know how section of the state. Well, no no no. You know how we would get how when we're when tech has been on the road at TCU or Baylor or Texas recently, that you can hear the Raider power chants on TV. Mm-hmm. You could hear you the rock chalk. You could hear the rock chalk for but, a very long time. But it, it, at the I mean, it was like I said, it was it was Tulane Blacktop alumni out there. And it was these guys if if you drop it's I, I equated those guys that would come to games like that, like the the Texas fans that sit here. And, you know, it's like you didn't, you know, I I got my degree at Tech because I went to the university. You went, you got yours because you went to Walmart. You know, that's kind of, that's the kind of Kansas fans. I mean, and I'm not, I mean, I'm, I know you're a t-shirt fan. You know, you're a t-shirt alumni too. I get you, man. I love you. But you're not the typical dude that I was seeing the guys, you know, these, these, Oh, he's got the beard for it, though. Oh, I I know the I know the group you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> and these guys would come down here and they would pound their chests like they were like they had you know had just gotten to the you know to the last you know rock shot gathering. Sure. But yeah, I, but that has changed. And and I mean, and if In you're a good way. if you're one of those people that's uh, that's offended by that, sorry, because that's you. I don't. I mean. Not sorry, I said it. Uh, KU sucks. Those and- those people dropped off from the fan base last night, anyway. <laughs> well, those yeah, they're they're the ones that are saying that Bill Self should be fired. Yeah, what? we gave this guy a lifetime contract. What yes. are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Let's not be stupid. These are, these are the guys that are over there. This is a Jayhawk forty six thirty two. You know, I'm, yeah, Bill Self. That guy's the quack. We get him out of here. Uh, this thought off the Yates Learning Center chat line. KU sucks and Bill Self's a crybaby. Suck it, Clint. Yeah, I, I, I can well, handle I, that. I, I pick on Clint. I can handle it. I ain't picking on Clint. I I can be a target. Whatever uh, works. You know what, Clint? I ain't, I ain't going to go there, man, with you, man. You're you're my dog. I'm not going to do that. I mean, and if everybody else wants to, man, that's fine. But I'm not going to do that to you. You're my dog. I'm a guy. 
Now, I'm just reading the chat line. That's all right. Like that's all. I'm just passing on what they're yeah, saying. You and Chuck. You and Chuck are my dogs, and I know Chuck takes a lot of grief for being a KU alum, and you know. But I would say that K- Chuck is more Red Raider than a lot of our Red Raiders around here. If that offends you as a Red Raider, maybe you should take a look in the mirror. That's a thought that's going to fester for a few minutes. What, that Chuck Hines is more Red Raider than a lot of our Red Raiders? Yes. That's not going to fester with me. I don't know that you're wrong. Chuck Chuck is in the, for me... Chuck is in the all but one club. Yeah, he's absolutely. He's, I, he's I, in the all but one no club. No issue with that. And you know, it's like, and I give, I love people like Chuck for that, for that reason. Guys that are that live in the hometown, they didn't go to the school, but they they have become a Red Raider. And those sure. guys, Chuck probably in his closet has more Texas Tech shirts, hats, oh no doubt, uh, everything, and than he does Kansas. Absolutely. And he he's no, got a no degree on his wall that. from that university. He wears a ring. You know, I remember him telling me, "I want to quit wearing my KU ring." I said, "Why would you do that?" Why would you do that? You're a proud KU alum. Keep wearing your ring. You don't apologize for your univer- your university ever. But he is as big a Red Raider as anybody. And when and that it, it doesn't make me mad when he gets I know a lot of it's just, you know, good fun, you know, ribbon. Poking good, the bear, good, sure. Good natured ribbon. But sometimes there's some mean spirit in that. And and Chuck's a good dude. Doesn't deserve it. So uh, Vikings a good dude too, doesn't deserve it either. He's one of us. Hashtag one of us. Yeah. All but one, man. You're All doing the one. hashtag symbol? Really? Did that, no, did that ruin it? When that's I said hashtag, hashtag one of us. <laughs> wow. I don't hashtag know how I feel about that now. Hashtag one of us. <laughs> now, now, now I'm offended. Don't be offended. <laughs> but you um, know what? Here's the deal. Those, those, uh, those t-shirt alumni out there in, in Dodge City and sure. Lenexa. Yeah, no, yeah, Lenexa's yeah. right outside of, out of KC. But all those guys out there in the, in the flyover country, out there in waving the wheat country, you know, those guys can suck it. Guys, cause, because I remember the days that those guys would come down here and they would, they would shout us down in our, own, in our own arena and you'd see these guys in the parking lot and they're, you know, three-tooth willy over there <laughs> that's got it wearing a, you know, blue rock chalk shirt. I could I could drop that guy in the middle of, of, of Lawrence, Kansas with a map and he couldn't find the administration building on the campus. But that guy's the biggest KU fan and I was like, oh, if you're okay with this guy being your representation, good for you, y'all. Or ask him about the uh football record anywhere over the past. They two don't decades. care. They they <laughs> hey, they fully acknowledge that they're a basketball school and it's it's and it's men's basketball. They don't care about baseball. They don't care about anything else. They'll be basketball. shocked that there's a women's basketball program yeah. too that actually you know probably offends plays there. them. I can't believe we let the women run around in the same court. The James Naismith Court, Fog Allen Field, Fog Allen Fieldhouse. What are we doing here? Uh, you want some good news, Mr. Sneed? I love good news. We beat T- KU by 29 last night. Right, but I'm like moving on a little bit from that. Big 12 standings as we sit today. Seven and four in conference. Houston sits atop the conference at eight and three. Nice. Iowa State sits a half a game back at seven and three. Nice. Texas Tech full game back, although I would call it two games back since you lost the head-to-head with Houston, at seven and four. Love it. That's fantastic news. I don't care where you're coming from coming into this season. If I were to offer you right now a 10-win conference record, would you take it? No. If I offered you a 10-win conference record at the beginning of the season, yes. how quickly would have you run past yes, me double digits, to go get it? I would have knocked you down to get to that 10 wins. I'd like have tripped sto- you. Like storming the court even to go get 10 wins. Mm, that was that was not a that was a controlled storming last night. Me and Collier are having a That was not a storming of the court. That's the same controlled measured storming of the court that happens every week during the school song. I was talking about you running past me I w- to yeah. get 10 wins for the season. Yeah. I wasn't talking about last night. No, I'm sorry. That's you. Letting David Collier get in your head. He's not in my head. He's in your head. Because oh, I was talking about you no. running past me like a court storming. David Collier is not in my head. Good job on the pop quiz today, buddy. 
I was screaming out. I was screaming out when he said Eastern Michigan. I was screaming out, Eagles! Eagles! Come on, dude, Eagles! Oh, Kyle, you're doing a pop quiz today is what you're saying. Ah, okay. You missed Kent State Golden Flashes. God, come on, man. What are we doing here? He got a mid-major. He got a mid-major pop quiz. We can have this conversation. Huh? We can have that conversation. What's going on? However, we got to go to break. And we'll come back and uh, discuss more of Tech versus Kansas and maybe ask Snead about the Red Raider baseball team who starts their season on Friday. Three days, baby. It's the bottom line. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hour on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff, in for choice, getting your thoughts in off the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, sitting alongside Chris Sneed and the one and only Clint Scott as he's sliding slides and taking care of us on the other side of the glass. 30 minutes from now, we will welcome in Jamie Lint into the program. It's the Linton season. And uh, get his thoughts on the Kansas game and Doing a little preview of the Red Raider baseball weekend with this, you know what? pretty big competition this weekend. It almost is the Linton season. <laughs> almost. It is almost Linton, yes. That is very, very accurate. Oh, man. 15 minutes from now, we will get into Kaylee's dailies. And uh, does she have a mythical bird on her list today? Uh, I've not heard from her yet. She is on. She is Johnny on the spot. She's prob- I didn't say she wasn't. I just- She's prob- oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. We're hanging. We're no, hanging. Not talking about mythical birds. Not talking about mythical birds. Didn't well, say, there we go. Didn't say we weren't talking about birds. Just not <laughs> mythical birds. <laughs> and sometimes that's all that's necessary. And, oh. oh. Oh, plot twist. Okay. All we right. Are not oh, yeah. About yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just I just read down a little bit. Plot twist. That's a tease. I have no idea where we're going with Kaylee's dailies, and I so want to get there right now, but we've got to get other topics first. Uh, right now, though, uh, as we continue getting your thoughts off the Yates Florence Center chat line, I want to ask Chris Need about this upcoming baseball weekend. Mm-hmm. And it is no surprise that Texas Tech is playing in Arlington yeah. for the opening weekend. It's no surprise that the competition in the college baseball classic that they do every year to open up the season brings in some of the best of the best talent with regards to teams that we think are going to be good across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee, Nebraska, Tech, Oregon all fit that bill very, very well. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting to see this weekend overall? Um, well, first and foremost, I expect to see a lot of different combinations on the defensive side. Um, it, they haven't named a rotation yet. I would suspect that we're probably going to see Kyle Robinson go against Tennessee, uh, Zane Petty go against uh, Nebraska, and uh, I would I wouldn't be so sure if it's not TBA against uh, um, Oregon. Oregon, and I say that because I think the only two guys that are are for sure starters um, of this weekend are. Or uh, uh, Robinson and Petty. Now, there's people. You know, you've got uh, a lot of people in the in the mix for that third. Jack Washburn. You got the uh, the the JUCO transfer kid that. Um, and you get the uh, the hard throwing freshman uh, whose name the two names I forgot. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they've yeah. jumped. Up. Uh, but you also have you know, guys like Trenton Parrish. You know who uh, at this time. Every time I think I've got it figured out, this is what they're going to do. They're going to do this, 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 and this. It comes out, and it's completely the opposite of that. So I have gotten to the point where I no longer try to predict what it is that's that Tim Tadlock and and uh, um, um, the, the the coaching staff have in store. Remember, there's five games this weekend, and it's this week and weekend. And right, at the end of that, you get the other side of it on Monday. You yeah. get Oregon State at the end of this deal, by the way. So. Um, because I, Oregon State is, and it's it's really kind of an interesting deal. Oregon State is playing in the next one, right? There's and they're a, coming there's in two early. weeks, and so they're coming in early, 
and playing Tech on Wednesday and then going into um, the 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 next uh, Globe Life Classic. They're also going to be in the same position. Well, although, yeah, they are the same position too because they're playing uh, UTA also. We're playing UTA on on Tuesday, and then we're playing them on on uh, Wednesday. Correct. I I think they're playing UTA early on Tuesday, or they're playing them late on Wednesday. One of, One the, of the two. Yeah. The, yeah, but either either way, they're playing. Um, all three of those two teams are are playing two games against the three of us. It's a little round robin there. Um, but uh, so you've got to deal with those two also. So pitching is going to be interesting how they how they parcel out pitching for this weekend, and you have a chance to to do some interesting things and maybe bring somebody back from that first uh, that first game for that Oregon State game because you do play Texas Southern on the weekend, and it's not you should probably be able to treat that like a midweek, but even though you will you will pitch it you know normally. Um, regardless, there's a lot of things you want to see. You're going to see a lot of different combinations. You know, Cade McGee over at third base. Uh, you know, um, uh, Will and uh, and Tracer and uh, TJ, the, the middle infielders. Uh, you probably see the combination of all these guys. Uh, you know, TJ Pompey, the, uh, the true freshman. Um, you know, I think coming out of the fall, he was definitely in the mix. I think maybe here in the spring he might have ticked ahead. Of will, uh, but uh, we'll see. I would I suspect that at least one of those games you'll see him starting at shortstop, um, and uh, and will maybe the other one, and even Tracer one of these games you might see a, a lot of guys all over the place. So I uh, even well, uh, and don't forget that Tim Tadlock has used this opening weekend, yeah, every single year as to throw things against the wall and see what works. Fact finding missions, man. Like it's, and while you may go into like it, it doesn't matter for Tim if you're taking on A and M. Or Texas or uh, Ole Miss. Like, he when we played A&M, I, when we played A&M I think there was, some, there was some trying to win that deal. But it, there's also the, I need to figure out what's going to work from 18 for Big 12. I, I That's agree with that. That's the first thing that he's worried I, about. I agree with that. The Tennessee game, I mean, make no mistake, they're going to try to win that game. Sure. But, you know, it's a fact-finding yeah, mission. You know, they're, they're going to look and see. And you, you probably won't see guys as long as you would normally see guys. I mean, it's it's hard to see a guy come out and throw 120 pitches on on opening weekend. You well, probably and you see don't even guys. really see that in the Tim Tadlock era anyway. True, you got to I mean, be special situation really yeah. to go above 90 almost. It yeah, feels like I that. would probably see you know the our pitchers probably going in the 75 to 80 pitch range this weekend. I would be shocked if somebody goes over 80. I really would. The yeah, way the opening it's weekend depending on if somebody's goes. got something going. Um, and you also have to look at when. You're facing this type of competition. What he can, what Tim Tadlock can really do with that is see who steps up and see who withers a little bit. And it's also still super early. There's he's quoted as saying this. There's some guys that fall out of bed in February and they're ready to go for the rest of the year. There's some guys that they get out of bed in February and they're not warmed up until mid March or April. Yeah. Hey, let me correct something. I said Pompey, and and my good friend Gus says. Pompey. <laughs> He's like, uh, and I, and I, you know, I know that, and I keep saying it the other way, and okay. no, one, no one keeps correcting me. But, <coughs> well, uh, that's what Gus is for. Uh, he's a good man. Gus and is I a didn't have to, good man. I didn't have to tell him the world that Gus corrected me. I could have just did it, but, you know, Gus is my dog, too, so. Okay, so who's your lead dog? Huh? If Chuck Hines is your dog, and Clint Scott's your dog, and Mike Gus is your dog, who's your lead dog? Oh, big O, man. Okay. I'm just wondering where the pecking order in the dogs is. I mean, because there's got to be one lead. You know dog. what? Most of the time, rolling one deep. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that usually get you in trouble, though? No, that's how you stay out of trouble. You roll rolling one deep. One deep? Yeah. No, I'll no, get... no. I can get into trouble all on my oh, own. I get, Sometimes I... I need friends to keep me out of trouble. No, I just. I mean, like Chuck Hines said, man, I got to take care of me. That's a big job. How? Yes. Use your words, man. I'm not. No, I'm not going to make that joke. I'm not. You can. I'm not going to make that joke. Oh no, oh, no. Were you not going to make that joke? Were you going to do? I'm, oh. I'm not going to make that joke. Okay. Um, okay. Which of the uh, three teams you're facing this weekend, Tennessee, Nebraska, and Oregon, uh, are you most interested in seeing against the Red Raiders? Tennessee. Just because it's game one, or because no, of- I, I want to see Tennessee is a a top ten program, a legit top ten program, and now granted. You, who are you at this time of year? It's, it's based off a lot of last year. 
and they they've had changes, we've had changes, they've had losses and additions, we've had losses and additions. These are these teams are very very not like they were at the end of last year. Sure. I mean, so I mean, are they I mean, who who gels fastest, you know? I mean, I, I would I would love to see where Tennessee and Texas Tech stack up against each other. And they're probably looking at this to see where they stack up because in this I mean, I, I even forgot who the other Big 12 teams are there. Um I think TCU's there. No, TCU's in the other one this next week. Um but it's not Texas, but regardless, I'm I'm curious to see of the teams we're playing in in this order. I, I want to see how we do against the basically the order we're playing them: uh, t- uh, Tennessee, Nebraska, and Oregon. I think Oregon is probably the team that's furthest away. Uh, Baylor and Oklahoma oh, are the other two. Okay, and so we're then... we're probably arguably with Oklahoma the 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 best teams they're going to see. The second weekend, OSU is going to be there. And then the third weekend, TCU's there. Yeah. So, you know, and I love what Globe Life has done. They've turned this thing into just a... An event you know, that you want to go check out if you're a college baseball Well, fan. It, it's they've figured this out. It's like, hey, we can make we can get a lot of college baseball in here in the first three weeks of the season when people are looking for places to come. It's amazing what happens when you put a roof up. Yep. You can play baseball in February. It's awesome. It's the bottom line on 100.7 The Score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Tuesday afternoon rolling on on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app, a plethora of high school basketball games today. Friendship Girls playoff action at 3.30 over on Double T 97.3 uh, with Tech Talk sandwiched before and afterwards. You'll then also at 6 o'clock hear the Cooper Girls playing in playoff action. The Liberty Boys will take on Childress at 6.30 on 93.1 Texas FM. And the Friendship Boys will wrap up district play against Odessa Permian at 7.30 over on Double T 97.3. Uh, now joined... Right here on the bottom line with the one and only Jamie Lent. We're glad there's only one. Are we, though? Yeah, that would be boring. But you're, like, baseball guru. You are uh, one of the OGs on Take versus Take. Oh, goodness. You are. Like, you're one of the, the please, originals. Please tell me when, like, my days are done. You guys will not remember me for the half. Well, that's going on the tombstone. Uh, you have you are the original voice of my all-time favorite promo on this radio station about your wife making cookies oh, and then freezing the cookies. Freezing the cookies, and it was just the the perfect example of how we all feel. I don't want a cookie in thirty minutes. I want a cookie now, and it just the whole delivery for it was fantastic. Okay, you a big fan of frozen cookies, Clint? No, no. We have a. Depends on the cookie. We have some Girl Scout cookies that were gifted to us. I think a lot of which, people do the Girl Scout cookies. Okay, frozen. so the Thin Mint in the freezer yes. is the only one. But okay. the problem is, is when we got them, they were from a freezer given to us. So we're like, well, is this one of those things that we have to also put in our freezer now? Or is this something weird? So now we have like these pe- the peanut butter cookies. Mm-hmm. We have a roll of those. Not as good out of the freezer. No, no. the rule is if they've already been in the freezer, you just have to sit down and eat the whole box. Well, that's what, oh, what we a do. terrible thing yeah. to do. I don't open a roll unless I know I'm about to end that yeah, roll's life. That's the, yeah, it's the, the serving size per box is two. I don't open a roll. <laughs> I do. The coconut ones are okay frozen. Uh, whatever oh. their name here is. Like the did you know like on Girl Scout cookies? This is a true story. There's two different regions that and that's why like one Girl Scout cookie name is this. They're called the pe- Samoans or whatever they are here yeah. in the south. They're called Samoas in the north, and they definitely taste better in the north because they have taken some of the sugar, sweetness, whatever out of them here. They're better for you in the south. They're more healthy. Which is interesting. So this is why I get the Girl Scout niece from Minnesota 
to send you down cookies. To send me two boxes every year. I think, well, there you you, go. I think you're looking for the word dealer. That's how I like dealer. to talk about them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And my Dose dealer's outside of Walmart. Sandwich is another one, too, where it's got different names in two different places. Um, that's the, the peanut butter cracker one. That's my okay. favorite. That that yeah. Like, Thin Mints are really good. Don't get me wrong. But my favorite of those peanut butter sandwich cookies. Well, they got rid of the s'mores one. Like, that was I, stupid, too. I, I, had just, it, I had just tried them for the first time somehow in the last year of their existence. And I was like, well, this is ruined. So thanks, dealer. You need to uh, mm. step up your game. Thank you, by yeah. the way. Maybe it's because people kept mispronouncing its name. The s'mores? One person. I'll one person a, kept dis- disrespecting the name. I'll have the uh, s'more box, please. <laughs> I'm going to have them with a uh, hot chocolate with milk in it. So uh. <laughs> That's a different girl's got cookies. <laughs> um, taking your thought, uh, they're called tagalongs, apparently. Yeah. But whatever they uh, The again, peanut butter chocolate ones? I think that's the tagalong. Yeah, I think that is. Um, like, but both, and some of them had different cookies, too, like, believe it or not. Everybody's got the Thin Mint. Everybody's got the, the Girl Scout specific shaped one. The, what are the, they're the, Lemon cook? They're not the. Those plain just cookie that has the Girl Scout logo thing in it. What are those things called? I can't think of what they are. They're just a plain like vanilla cookie type thing, mm-hmm. and they're really hard. Like I've as appetizing know, as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not my favorite cookie. Let's let's mm-hmm. make this clear. They're they're like missing three things to be a good cookie, but they're like everywhere. You know how Chuck has his 10, 12 rules of life? Sure. Okay. Which really doesn't go beyond rule number one. Um, I've just added to my rules of things that you get what you pay for and you can't go with the cheap version. Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies is the thing. You can't go with knockoff Girl Scout cookies. What about off-brand cereal? Depends on the cereal. Uh... I don't like the off-brand version of the Captain Crunch because it's always uh, Crunch Berries. There's never just the Captain Crunch, and I just want the Captain Crunch. I want the daggers in the top of the roof of my mouth. I want that flavor. I Because once you put Crunch Berries in it, everything tastes like Crunch Berries. Cereal is on my list, Clint. Of the, what you want? It would, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Buy the real stuff. Huh. That's fair. The frosted mini wheats, I can go. The, what are they called? The little spooners. Yeah, I think. either it's way, it's a hilarious uh, name. Awesome. Whatever it is, it's like off-brand cereal can do whatever they want with names and get away with it. Like, oh well, they're off-brand. So, the s'mores one is fantastic, though. That's that's legit because it's like the graham cracker from Honeygrams and marshmallows and cocoa puffs, and it's one of those things. Like when I see it in the bag, I'm like, why didn't I think of this as a cereal growing up? Why was I not the inventor of this? Because this seems too stupid not to put together. I think Little Spooner should be a horse name. <laughs> I, I can't remember if I just said it or if it's actually Lil like it's a rapper. Um, I think it's like L-I-L. Like it's Ludacris featuring Lil Spooners. <laughs> I hope that's the case. I hope it's not Little. I think everything at this point, if it branded, just go Lil. Don't go Little. Uh, just commit. Clint, were you like listening this morning on the morning drive? You can say no, it's fine. What time was it? This would have been about 8.15. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what time that shows. No, I didn't hear. That's um, not true. I heard the last ten seconds of the show, and Chuck say, "Now we'll now the next show will be talking real sports," and that's all that I got. <laughs> he clearly wasn't talking about this one. No, <laughs> we're nine um, minutes in. We're gonna, we're gonna, gonna get to sports. It's gonna, lick of it. But it's, we got to Girl Scout cookies, and that became important. Hey, athletes need little spooners too. I'm just to saying. Get through there, uh, Clint. Game. We need you to say synonym. Synonym. Now say cinnamon. Cinnamon. Any problems with either of those two words? No. Okay. You were clearly not listening on the morning drive today because oh, okay. there was someone who was having an issue with those were two you, words. Were you talking about like cinnamon toast crunch or something? More of like uh, I have a cinnamon of things that are uh, sounding the same. <laughs> I uh, get that, though. I mean, that, you mean, you can slip on that, right? I, going that's too what fast? I said. Sure. That's what I said. But, yeah. Especially since you say cinnamon so much, but you don't say synonym that much. Yeah. But then he then went directly into Spear again, and that's when I was just done. That's when the hoodie went up over the head, and I was like, "Just can we just end the show now? We couldn't. 
We still had more time to go. Uh, and we will get to this question on the other side of the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Any update on Warren Washington? Uh, we'll also pick Jamie's brain about Tech Baseball with their big series this weekend with Tennessee, Nebraska, and Oregon in the College Baseball Classic. Get your thoughts rolling in about the Texas and Kansas shellacking. Might be a good way to describe that game. All of that and more on the way on the bottom line at 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Uh, This question off the Yates Flooring Center chat line, and I've got a, a problem with this, Jamie. I'll be honest. I'm a little offended at this because when you look at me, I'm the fat kid. You know how the fat kid gets fat? Um, By eating. You know what the easiest way to eat is? Learn how to cook. Okay? Because that way you get to try lots of different things. And I work in radio, so I can do it a whole lot cheaper that way. Why saying cinnamon so often? Hanging out in gentlemen's clubs? No, because it's an ingredient in almost half the things I make. <laughs> Fat kid. I'm just saying, you can't have cinnamon toast crunch without cinnamon. Have you ever gone to a store and asked uh, the grocery clerk where the synonym was in the store? No. Oh, okay. I know I'm where sure. the spices are. I, <clears throat> they're right there. The next to the girls, the spice girls. I would tell you that I have two daughters and... Um, Years ago, not too many, but years ago, uh, they had like a favorite movie, and it was called The Game Plan. The Rock was the quarterback oh, for yeah, some yeah, yeah, Boston yeah, yeah. football team, and there's a line in there about cinnamon, and and he's allergic to cinnamon. We <laughs> constantly <laughs> joke with each other about it. anytime the word cinnamon is brought up, we make our little dorky joke to each other. So. That's why I say cinnamon a lot, but I do feel like the texter had a good point. That's pretty fair. I'm just saying I use a lot of it. Hey, where we choose to get our buffet meals at is our business. <laughs> I think the only time I really use cinnamon is on French toast. Um, it's in the the mix, the the special tea mix. Mm. It's yeah, in there. True. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of it, like spiced that, tea kind of stuff. Yeah, that that use it there. Uh, cookies. Use a lot of cinnamon and cookies, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Uh, you want some good news, Jamie? I passed this on to Chris Sneed earlier, and he appreciated good news. Big 12 standings as we sit currently. The Houston Cougars are 8-3, and three, sitting atop the conference. The Iowa State Cyclones are half a game back at 7-3, and three, who you will play on Saturday, by the way. And Texas Tech is a full game back of Houston, or as I would probably look at it, two games back because they have the head-to-head. Texas Tech, all by themselves, in third place in the Big 12. Pretty impressive and to be at 7-4 and four when you see how good this league is and you're in the first year of a new head coach and so many new players. It's I think it would have been hard for anybody to predict that you would be where you are at this point, even the... Homer is, I mean, the, the biggest of homers for the Red Raiders would have thought seven and four at this point would be, I think, Over a, the little, moon. A, a little bit surprising, yeah. Yeah. It, like, I don't know, Choice probably had them at ten and one or something. I don't well, know, but, yeah, yeah. Factor in the source there yeah. when it comes to homerism, but mm-hmm. it is. But it just goes to show, I mean, I mean, you lose three games in a row and at least two of them felt like, Man, if you're healthy, you, you had a good, you had a really good shot to win those games, right? And then you come out of that three-game losing streak, and you're at home against a team that you're like, okay, this should be the easiest win left on the schedule, and it is an absolute dogfight. Yes, you are lucky to get out of there with a W on Saturday, and so you're thinking to yourself, oh man, I mean, where are we going to get wins the rest of the way, right? And now all of a sudden. Take a little confidence away from that, whatever. Get back on the winning side of things. You get some luck 
last night and the fact that Kevin McCuller, one of their best players, is not playing. I don't know if he would have made a difference or not. It sure did feel like this, the basketball gods said, man, tonight is Texas Tech's night because it, uh, it went well for, for you and your players took advantage of um, just riding high, got off to a great start and just never let up. Um, but I mean, I guess my point is that it, it's so you were so close to losing a fourth game on Saturday, and we're all sitting here going, "Oh man, okay, well, well we can stop talking about competing for the top three spots. I hope we find a way into the tournament." And now all of a sudden, we're like, "Yeah, we're number three in the conference." <laughs> Let's right? celebrate so, what we so, got. So quick <laughs> it flips, right? And so, I mean, being the some would call pessimist, I would like to say realist. I'm a guy that doesn't like to get too high, doesn't like to get too low. I'm like, okay, let's be careful, okay? Because it can flip back in the other direction really fast. So just kind of be happy, be thrilled with what you got last night. That was a an absolute blast, okay? Uh, but, man, know that it's going to be not easy on Saturday because I, like, oh, yeah. I, I feel like you could get just punched right back down to earth on Saturday. I'll also say that I like the fact that you do have Iowa State on Saturday as opposed to going someplace else in the in the Big 12 because it you know what playing in Ames is like as a fan base, as a well, program. For me personally, I, I mean, I had this one down as, as one that would be the toughest to win either way. So if you're going to take a loss, I guess, or if you're worried that you're going to get fat and happy off a of victory – might be a good time to do it because I expected you to lose anyways. Right, but it's also the the concept that if you were playing, let's say, <laughs> Oklahoma State on Saturday, oh, well, they're the bottom of the conference, we can relax. You can you know, overlook them, right? Right, you but can't overlook gonna... the number 10 team in the country. Yeah, but that still doesn't mean you're not patting yourself on the back for a couple of days here and it cost you. I think I'll, I'll go on the other side. I wish I wish you didn't have to go to Hilton on Saturday. Just to keep the momentum going? Yeah. I just wish you never had to. I wish no team <laughs> okay. ever had to go to Hilton. That's I wish no option. team ever had to go to. Well, you could have a season where they come to you and you're not going there the yeah. way the Big okay, 12 is. that's allowed. But, but yeah, if, however you make there. that deal, you know, like just never, ever go to Hilton. I don't know how that happens, but let's let's do that. I'm just really, that place is a nightmare. I'm tired of going there in November in football season. Is this the game that heading into the season you said would have been the hardest to win? Oh, yeah. As I definitely feel that's remaining on your schedule. I definitely feel that way now. I don't know what I thought Iowa State was going to be at the beginning of the year. I f- think I thought they'd be like a top six team. I think I, I, I would have gone Iowa State, Houston, and Baylor. One, two, three. Yeah. In that order. I think top six is about fair from where I had them because I, I, I had them solidly in the tournament. I did not think that they would compete for a Big 12 title or be in the position to. Mm-hmm. Um, and most, and I still feel this way about them as far as how the team makeup is. The reason I felt that way is because when you look at like the top tier Big 12 teams, they all kind of have a typical star type guy. And I don't feel that way with Iowa State. They just have a bunch of really, really good players that play. I mean, their chemistry is incredible. Um, defensively, they're one of the best in the league. They're super tough. Um, but like when you think of Iowa State, I mean, they've got some names like, you know, like a Taman Lipsy or a Momchilovich that have certainly made plays for them, but they don't just have that like super standout guy where you're looking, that's a player of the year candidate for the Big 12. I got to admit to you guys, um, besides the Red Raiders, I feel like I'm totally rooting for Iowa State this year. And I feel like I'm rooting for them for one reason, one reason only. They had a great young player there last year, and from my opinion, in my opinion, for no good reason, left to go to a conference foe. And I just want them to finish so much higher than Tyrese Hunter and Texas are finishing. I just like I like I want Iowa State to just pound the Longhorns. I want them. I, I would love for Hunter to not make the postseason this year. Meanwhile, Iowa State's having a great year. I just think that would be comical. He certainly went into Austin and let that be known. What was Hunter like 0 for 8 in that game? And yes. Yeah. What were all the Kansas guard stat lines? It was his stat line. It was the same thing. <laughs> um, I, we promised an answer to this question, and I'm scanning 
Twitter as we speak, not seeing any updates on Warren Washington. I have not seen any today. I'm guessing neither of you have either. I don't know that we'll hear anything until Friday at the earliest. Well, I think if he was, if if something was really bad and he went to the doctor today and we found out that he was done for the year, we would probably hear that. I think, yeah, we would hear that, yeah. But if it's just a little sore and it's a game-time decision or whatever, we'll either hear Friday afternoon or early Saturday. And he was limping. It wasn't, uh, I mean, it's bad, but... He definitely didn't look comfortable. Yeah. But not the... uh, San Francisco uh, defensive end? Linebacker. Jump, linebacker that was jumping up on the sideline to get into the game and didn't land. Or actually landed with his whole body. It wasn't that. So, torn ACL. In the Super Bowl. Did you not see this? The Achilles with Greenlaw taken off Greenlaw. from the sideline? Green, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. It, well, no. I don't think it was the jumping. I think no, it was it the was, running Yeah, it was, it was him, like, taking off out of a track stance. Yeah. Like a no, 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 no. This was the guy on the sideline that was jumping up that's and down and getting excited to get in. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. He that's took exactly off. what I'm talking he about. Took, he took off running and then fell. Like, he took one step and bit it. Because I'm going to watch it again. I thought he was just getting excited to get in. Uh... Tech baseball, more basketball on the way, on the bottom line. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Keeping you entertained in your afternoon on 100.7 The Score and The Bottom Line. You can get your thoughts in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. 107thescore.com or the 100.7 The Score mobile app. You can also give us a call on the Visual Edge IT hotline at 806-771-0973. Jamie, are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Because it is time for Jamie's question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Okay. One is really really difficult on what scale of difficult morning drive difficult or bottom line difficult really really okay who's the third string place kicker for the texas tech football team next year i want you to rank in order of importance these four transfers for Texas Tech basketball. Darion Williams, Warren Washington, Joe Toussaint, and Chance McMillan. I was going to go, you know, start bench cut. No. But I just didn't We're not want, doing that to them. Yeah, I didn't want to cut anybody. That's a that's a fantastic question. I have gone through stretches during this season where I have felt like all four were in all four positions? Oh, all four were number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Who rank in order of importance, those four guys? I'm going to go Washington one, Tucson two, Williams three, and uh, Chase four. Chance. Chance. Chance four. But you could talk to me tomorrow, and I may flip that. Like completely. So you went Warren Washington, Joe Toussaint, Darian Williams, and Chance McMillan. McMillan. Okay, Clint. Keep in mind, I'm only doing this exercise because you're making me. I'm I'm agreeing with number one, Warren Washington. When you go full body of work, I just think you need his rim protection. Um, and just his size, since you're so slim there. But then that's why I go Williams too on this list because he and and obviously he does uh, so many things outside of just rebounding and being another big on the floor. Because clearly he and we, we knew this before last night. I mean, last night was special, but he's a guy that can score a bunch of points any given night. And he can score on any any level on the court. Um, very skilled guy. But when you add in the, uh, he's also a big that gives you production consistently 
night in and night out. I think I think he needs to be up there. So I'll go him two. I'll go Toussaint three. Defense, heart and soul kind of guy. And I uh I I show anger at Jamie as I have to put Chance McMillan at number four. <laughs> like I said, I you could talk to me tomorrow, I may yeah. flip this entirely. At the beginning of the season, Chance McMillan was my favorite of the group. I just liked his game. I liked his energy coming off the bench. Um, I don't know if I would have told you he was the most important, but he was my favorite. For the longest time, I had Pop Isaacs. I would have put Pop Isaacs at number one on this list. Uh, His game has slowed down a little bit. We got to Big 12 play, and Warren Washington's game has, has risen. In Big 12 play, he's been even better. So I I have to go Warren Washington number one. Um, I think I'm still sticking with Tucson at number two uh, just because, like you guys said, heart and soul. Uh, he's a great defender, gets others involved, all the above. I think you really saw his you know, importance when he wasn't playing great during the losing streak, and it... Um, you know, with, without him as the trigger man getting everything going, they're just not the same offensively. So I would put Toussaint to, I know he's coming off of being darn near perfect last night, but Darian Williams, I have his number three, and Chance McMillan, again, the guy that I, I felt like was, I really liked his game the most at the beginning of the year. He's last on my list, and I, I mean, he's been a major contributor. So um, that, to me, just shows you, Man, how amazing of a job Coach McCaslin did bringing in guys that not only fit your system but would mesh together. And the fact that, you know, we would always talk about, you know, when you bring in transfers, you know, especially during the before the transfer portal era. It's like if you go one for two on transfers yeah, and you get something out of those guys, you're doing great, right? I mean, you have hit it out of the park. Four for four. I mean, you're four for four with, like, two grand slams, a two-run homer, and a solo shot. This is not two bleeders through the right side, a bloop to the left side, and a bunt single. Yeah, no, these are solid kind. This is RBI producing at bats. And I think it's fair to point out with that class is we haven't even seen it at its full strength because Devin Cambridge hasn't got to play in Big 12 play. And that was a guy... And he felt like a lot to at least be some sort of contributor. Yes, yes, major contributor. Right, no, no question. Yeah, if if he was here, I think we would probably have Darian Williams lower on the list. Right, because he would have been taking his his playing time. Yeah, I I think. Yeah, I I mean, like, I I think Darian wouldn't need to be doing what he's doing right now, which is giving you on the offensive end, defensive end. You still would have gotten some of that, but I just don't think he would have not the number of touches and everything like that. I, but he's another guy. You're right. I mean, that you could have gone, said we were five for five. So. This just in, good job, Grant McCaslin. Yeah, Who knew? No doubt. No doubt. Um, so something happened last night. They kind of bothered me. And it's the third time I think I've heard it from a post-game press conference. And the first time, it absolutely just annoyed the snot out of me. And partially because of who was delivering it. Let's make that clear. Uh, last night, I have more respect for the coach that said it, as opposed to the first, t- uh, first time. But uh, Coach Self was asked about the atmosphere in the USA. And the backhanded compliment that he paid. First, he said, you know, he, d- he says all the things that you would expect him to say. You know, it's a great atmosphere, you know. It's been really good here for a while. In fact, and this is where the backhanded compliment came. It's always been good when we've been here. And I don't know why it bothered me so much hearing it from last night. I know why it bothered the first time, because it was from a Baylor women's head coach. And it was back in the, the heyday of that rivalry going back and forth where those two teams were going head-to-head and it was a dogfight every time that they played here. But last night kind of irked me when I heard that. Do you take that as a backhanded compliment? That it's only good when we're, like, I fully realize that... He didn't say only. He didn't say only. 
But it, you know, it's always good when we're here. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to say I'm a Bill Self hater. I'm also not going to say I'm a Bill Self apologist. I've got a ton of respect for what he's done in this conference. And there's some cheating along the lines, too. But you don't have that many Big 12 12 trophies without doing something right. Yeah, fair enough. I I didn't take offense to it, even now that I hear that. I didn't. And I I did listen to it and never. It didn't click with you. It didn't click with me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why this one did. It's also after a 29-point loss that uh, what else is he going to say? It, it was a phenomenal atmosphere. It has been really since Tubby Smith was here. It's really when it kind of got going and then Chris Beard built on top of that here. And Grant McCaslin has been able to keep that going after the Mark Adams experiment. Well, it was good when I was in school too. Well, yeah, when Bob Knight was here. Uh, phenomenal. No, uh, I was not here. Bob Knight. Oh, you were here. Oh, that's right. You were here with uh, I'm really Dickie. old. Yes. Um, but it's a, across the board. And, and someone asked on the Eight Floor Center chat line, "Do you think other people look at the USA the way we're talking about playing in Ames?" Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's not a team in the Big Twelve that's looking forward to coming to the USA anymore. I don't know that it's quite that level, but I, I bet you there are a lot of teams that say, "Hey, it's hard to win there." This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.